Oh. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're just making sure that we're live. Yeah. Doing a quick sound check here first. Brief, uh, brief sound check. But if you're tuning in, thanks for doing that. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by. Want to make sure we're not too loud. Oh yeah, we sound good. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. It's gonna be really weird when there's like that double echo of sound. There's Don't worry. Be like some sort of like weird Inception stuff going on. And I got it. I got it turned off, but we can monitor the uh, the comments. So yeah, <laughs> if anyone's watching right now, be sure to uh, ride along with us. You know, we're talking mm. about the Oscars today, as you mm. know, the 90th Academy Awards. Everyone's favorite movie award show is happening tonight at what time, Zach? Is it seven or eight? I would assume probably eight. Yeah, eight sounds like a good time. Someone check me on that. Yeah, we don't know what we're talking about actually <coughs> at all. I don't have my phone near me. I just so. broke my pen. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh here, my bless. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, anyone that's tuning in, welcome to Bitcast episode fifty-two. Uh, joining me this week in the studio, we have the movie maestro, Zach Flowers. Happy to be here, Zach. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you are here. I was talking to Tom yeah. Kudelik last time on this podcast about you because he and I were talking about the Black Panther. Okay. And uh, he's like, yeah, I like movies. And I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you about a friend that I have. I know a guy. <laughs> he he knows movies, man. That's Yeah, it's, you know, happy to be back here for a second year in the road talk, talking uh, Oscars. Yeah. And I think you know. I think last year was our biggest show ever. Um, we had at least like ten people. <laughs> <laughs> at least ten people listened. It was great. I accounted for seven of those times, but you know, it's it's fine. Um, I believe we also set the record last year for the earliest podcast. Yeah, we were drinking coffee in that one, and the longest, if yeah. I remember correctly. It was I think it was the first one that passed an hour and a half. Yeah, it was. So hopefully that time that doesn't happen this time. It but won't, and we and we don't have as much to say. I don't think about we some don't. of these movies. We really don't. So that being said, um, again, we're talking about the Oscars mm. before they're happening tonight. So this is actually best viewed while uh, or, or before the Oscars, if you are planning to watch them, or just in place of the Oscars. I mean, yeah. Just, you can do that too. Just listen to us talk about it, and we'll tell it's you fine. everything that you need to know. And just you know, go on CNN in the morning and check who won. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's that easy. Uh, so, um, anything else? Really, just just quick housekeeping. We are going to be uh, we're going to be doing some more topic submissions later. Um, anybody that wants to actually submit topics to the show, please do so because I'm a big fan of that. I love reading off your submissions. But leave reviews uh, on iTunes. Love love seeing those. And if you do, I'll read them off on the show. Give you a quick little shout out. Um, and check out bitblogist.com just to see what else we, we got going on over there. Um, drink of the show today is a lovely old-fashioned. Mm, I'm already almost done. A little bit too uh, a little too sweet this time. Yeah, we, we use cuties instead of oranges because that's <laughs> what we had in the fridge. So And they're cute. Yeah. They're cute, so yeah. I think it's appropriate. It, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not an apricot. It's not an apricot, but it's, and it's not an orange. It's just right in the middle. Uh, so anyways... Um, we are going to be talking again about the 90th Academy Awards, and specifically, I think we have 11... Nine. Nine. I, nine. I don't know where I got 11 from. Uh, we, last year. Was last year 11? I don't even know. I'll count. You we, you read those off, <laughs> and I'll count those. We got a lot of titles to work through here, uh, so stay tuned, and we will be right back. Oh, <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn this up just a little bit. We're coming a little quiet. 
Um, Evan, Evan Harris and uh, Kate, thank you so much for tuning in to the live chat. Um, if you want to just you know chat with us, let me know. I'm on my phone, on my digital device here. He's not ignoring you. He's on the phone. Hey, guys. I'm going to just send you guys a quick little message See, right there. Hey, that's what's up? That's how you know. It's a host who cares. <laughs> so I actually listed these off in order of... Like, alph- like the alphabetical yeah, order. Yeah, that's that's what we did last year too. How the so. Oscars had them listed off, but I don't, I didn't, I didn't rank mine. So, okay. so okay. I had the ones that I think should win, but we can go from there. Yeah. So first on the list, call me by your name. Your name. It's it's Jake <laughs> from <name>. State Farm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Directed by Luca. Mm-hmm. What what I. Yeah, good Guadagnino. 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 And uh, starring Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. And that is really, those are the only two notable people that I recognize from this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Yeah. It, it, it very much was a indie film, but not like an indie film, like when Wes Anderson pulls one out and it's like, Here's 20 actors who you know from all these different movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely just the two were the ones that I recognized. And they used a lot of um, they used a lot of people who are either from France or Italy, um, more local things. Like where I, I would look it up online, yeah. I was like, oh, this person actually has done a lot of stuff, but all in France. So that's why I've never seen this. So quick disclaimer, um, I have not seen this movie this is the one he didn't this see. is the one that i did not see so i'm gonna leave it to zach to talk about this however i read the whole synopsis yeah got an idea for what it's about and it seemed very interesting seemed yeah it, it was it was a very um it was very it was a very well done movie um it it handled the kind of um It handled the topic of dealing with um, sexuality and, and trying to find yourself as you're a you know 17 year old boy and you know he has this on and off again girlfriend and then he is also like attracted to Army Hammer's character Oliver Tim- Timothy Chalamet yeah, Oliver um, wait no Army Ali- Hammer was Oliver Ali- uh, Elio Elio or whatever yes, his name was yeah. Elio yeah um, so it, it was it was very well done it was handled very well beautifully shot mm-hmm. um, it it, it Almost, uh, I read about it where they actually took some of the um, almost like the filters that they used back in like the 1980s to give it that kind ah. of early 80s vibe for for shooting it. So it, it very much set you in this scene of like you're in this beautiful Italian countryside, countryside, and and you know it's it's filmed in that way. Um, that being said. <laughs> It was a long pause there. Yes, it was because I've been I've been trying to collect I've been try- your thoughts. I feel like it does not carry the weight that Moonlight carried. Okay, Moonlight. I feel like you you were dealing with, and part of that's because it's not just dealing with sexuality; it's also dealing with race and race relations and all this other stuff. You're not getting that with what um, it means to be a man, sort of, because that's like what it was yeah, talking about too. Yeah, it, it 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 Moonlight definitely hit more of that. This was more of like. Um, you are who you are, and it's okay. It, the, the thing that I did like about it is that because it set itself in the 1980s, you were dealing with a time frame when it wasn't, it was, it was kind of taboo to talk about, to have yeah. a discussion about um, sexuality. Um, so they kind of, I mean, it's, it's all kind of secretive and all this other stuff. And um, 
we're, we're calling this a spoiler cast, correct? Yeah, so if you haven't watched the sorry, movies, sorry, spoilers. but we're going to spoil it for you. It, it ends up basically getting to where he has a conversation with his dad at the end of the movie. Um, and his dad's pretty cool with it. He's like, yeah, well, his dad, I was and, there at one and, point. Yes, well, and I think the feeling I got from it, his dad was still there. Um, his dad still had... Oh. Um, so I don't know if he would consider himself bi or... Mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, but just, you know, talking about... Yeah, it, when I was your age, it wasn't okay for, for me to do that. So I just kind of repressed that, and I didn't talk about that. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm hearing this conversation with the dad. I'm like, is this basically like him berating his son for feeling this way? But it, it turned, and especially for early, you know, 1980s, it was very... Um, it's like you're saying, like, taboo. Yeah, it, it was this taboo thing, but his dad is very much like... Chill. Like, yeah, totally yeah, cool with it. yeah, and it's just like you know, I've, I've been there, and you know, don't let anybody tell you to how you should feel, yeah, and, or how to act and how to behave. You know, if this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ending scene, you know, you kind of there's a phone call, and Army Hammer is engaged, engaged, and getting married, and literally the credits are rolling as Elio is staring into a fireplace, just crying. Yeah, and you're just kind of oh, like the credits. Like, the credits are rolling yes, the credits are rolling. Um, and they uh. also did the credits a little bit too, like where they did a lot of the um, um, older movies would do a lot of the credits at the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah. So it, it had a lot of that already done. So it, you, I don't know. There was a very 80s nostalgia feel about the whole movie in general. Um, but it, it, and it was good in that last moment. I, you know, I was watching the, the, the credits, and I was like, "This is the most that I've like felt for for Elo's character." Most of the in the credits like, when he's crying, yes, because the most most of the movie he's spending kind of like, I don't know, he's being a, a selfish teenager where like he's he bouncing has, between people. Yeah, he has this just, girlfriend who he keeps blowing off, and and I felt more for her at mm-hmm. times because not even you know dealing with the sexuality side of stuff, but she told him is like the one thing I don't want is to be hurt. Yeah, like I, I'm afraid that you're going to hurt me, and he ends up hurting her, and it's like. She told you, you know, in the dialogue in the movie, she told you it was <laughs> so. Elliot didn't listen, man. Didn't listen. Um, no, it, it was a it was a very well done movie. Um, I think you should see it at some point. You're not going to be able to look at an apricot the same way ever again. That's that's the one thing, you know. Just, no apricots were harmed in the making of this movie. Well, they, they were, <laughs> but yeah, I that was. Uh, or was it a, peach? a lot of the stuff? No, it was. was an apricot. Okay, because um, they were they had like an apricot tree in the back. Oh, okay. Um. A lot of the stuff was very tastefully done. Um, that was one thing I was like, I, I, this isn't really a sexuality issue at all. This is just like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then there was a, uh, yeah, you know what? You just got to make that judgment for yourself on how you feel about apricots about after watching this movie. But that it that was the only thing um, that I was just like. Because everything was, else was like tasteful but yes it was very tasteful like even um you know in like the the sex scenes you weren't seeing anything Mm -hmm. um you know it's all like panning you know tastefully away and um yeah they handle all that and i appreciate that because i do feel like a lot of movies go a a like sexual route to appeal to a certain audience and like like, this is like common complaint that i have with game of thrones and this is not related to oscars but but the story and, and kind of what they've developed over the course of these seasons is actually what is most interesting to me. Yes. And then whenever someone's apprehensive about watching Game of Thrones because of the sexuality, I, I, I do <laughs> feel bad. I'm like, I completely understand. I was like, yeah. that, if that bothers you, it is unfortunate because 
it really like that that stuff doesn't really even push yeah. the storyline at no. all. No, I feel like the only one that actually pushes the storyline is like episode one. Yeah, when you're dealing with Jamie and Cersei, and like that's the only time that I'm yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. And you understand, me, it makes sense where they're coming from. But yes. even still, you can apply that stuff without like it being super graphic, like HBO likes to be. Yeah. So, so this was done very well, um, but it, I, that was the only part that it lost me, and I was like, I don't uh, know about all that. Cots. <laughs> well, I'm not a big. But uh, it it was a very well done movie. Um, the soundtrack seemed really uh, really. Soundtrack pretty was as well. great. Uh, Sufjan Stevens did. I heard he had a, a trailer yeah, for that. He or? had like. Three. I think oh. he has. I think he. I want to say, does he have two nominated for? I know he has one nominated for, for best song. He okay. might have a second. I actually didn't look at much else beyond uh, yeah, the nominees. I, However, I know that he's nominated. That wouldn't surprise me because the trailer just that they the songs they had played were really good. Yeah, and and it, and it ties in a lot to what's going on in the story too. So sometimes you'll have songs like obviously you know Disney and Pixar. It's kind of different because <laughs> the songs kind of like drive the narrative. This this was kind of more supplemental, but it tied in directly to what they were dealing with in that moment. Yeah, um, that's cool. I was just sorry, I just yeah. jumped to Randy Newman for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a friend in yeah, me. yeah, you yeah. got it. You got um, it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was it was it was a good movie. Um, I I would be shocked if it won. Yeah. Yeah, it but it for for an indie movie dealing with some really tough stuff like yeah, very well done. It just didn't have the weight that Moonlight have where you're dealing like with the same character at three different points in his life and yeah, golly, that was mm, and from an art, and I think an artistic. I mean, this one looked like it was shot beautifully yeah. as well, but from an artistic standpoint, um, yeah, Moonlight just had a, a bit more going for it as well. Yeah, yeah um, it I did. Just loved a lot of scenery they had. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like the acting was a little bit stronger. Yeah. Chalamet, did he do okay in this? I don't. I don't. Yeah, no. no Chalamet did really well. Um, it just, it, 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 it seemed almost like a, a continuation of his role in in Lady Bird, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. Yep. But like, it was very <laughs> much that kind of like selfish, like uh, whatever I want, I'm just gonna do. I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay, that brooding teenage thing works for so long, but one movie per year. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was it was well done. I just I don't see it pulling a massive upset, which is yeah. what it would take. It would be a massive upset. Okay, so I'm gonna write not gonna win. Not gonna that not I, gonna. I win have a ranking list. list that's towards the bottom. Okay, not, good movie. Not an Oscar nominee. Not an Oscar nominee. Yeah. Okay, um, next one, uh, Darkest Hour, directed by Joe Wright um, and featuring Gary Oldman a as lock. a lock for best actor. And well, and we'll talk about this um, as Winston Churchill. Yeah, Winston Churchill, Lily James as Mrs. Layton or Elizabeth Layton, who was his typist slash mm-hmm. speechwriter, mm-hmm. uh, and then Kristen Scott, which was um, his wife, Can who I was die. also she. I think she did a fantastic job. Um, this uh, and I, you know, just just to give you some some context for Joe Wright, he's also directed, I believe, Pride and Prejudice. I hope he's directed these. I just put these down for to be now. He had a hand in doing some of these movies. Let's just say he's he's known for Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, and The Mm -hmm. Soloist. Mm -hmm. Um, All like pretty similar like movies in how they are. Like the mood is set for these. Sure. So he's he's gotten this before. Um, And well, we'll, I guess we'll talk about it when we get Dunkirk. But I just thought it was really (laughs) interesting how Mm -hmm. these were like the same year, dealing with this almost same exact timeline. Did you have the feeling that like you wanted to watch like a four hour mashup of the two movies? Yeah. Like just like smushing together to get an idea of what was happening at the beaches uh-huh. while Winston was back here doing all this uh-huh. stuff and sounding yeah. like Master Kai from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> 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 I 
They said, Church here, we must get the bombs. <laughs> yeah, basically. We must save our men. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate, Churchill. Um, so what's interesting about this, so this is the one that um, Kevin Spacey was initially cast for, correct? Mm, no. That was the one that uh, Christopher Plummer took over for him. Uh, and I can't remember the yes, name of it. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, I got those two mixed up. But Plummer was also nominated for Okay, good. I was best. just I was yeah. gonna say, I was like, I was like, man, they did a really good job with refit like shooting these these scenes. Yeah, no, it was always Okay. Oldman okay. was always there and okay. he he yeah. From it's, the get go, this was his stab at the Academy Award. He knew like I heard an interview basically where it's like he knew it would take something like this to finally put him over. Get the nominated, yeah. So it was actually it was actually um very good. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Um yeah. I think it set a good tone um throughout the entire piece. You kind of knew the situ- like I I, mean, I didn't know the whole situation. I didn't know he was disliked. Because when you hear about Churchill, you really mm-hmm. you just hear about how much of a hard ass he was and sure. how strong of a leader he was during this time. So everyone like obsesses over him, his yeah. cigars and just you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just really interesting that they they had they had him in in that character the entire movie. Do you think he was smoking like real cigars? He, yes, time? he he smoked thirty thousand dollars worth of cigars, and I think I don't think it was three hundred thousand. I think it was thirty thousand, um, and gave himself um, was it liver poisoning? Something like where like he oh got like super messed up because he was smoking smoking so many cigars, but he stayed in character. Like he oh. he, he method acted the whole thing, mm, and he's like choice. he's like I will never smoke ever again. Doesn't matter the role, I'm not doing it. Oh like, gosh, why and why they have to give him like super nice cigars? Couldn't they just give him like? Some- well, I think I think the idea of it was is that that those were the cigars that Churchill was smoking, so he literally went down to like the type of. I smokes and drinks that he was yeah that he was pumping out and mm-hmm. he yeah that's dedication oh man um, stupid dedication that's dedication stupid dedication for sure so um yeah i think this movie did a really good job of again giving giving you some context behind the political struggle that was going on sure. at the time and i couldn't imagine like how scary that must have been just the idea of like yeah we're being surrounded um by <laughs> the nazi regime and um we want somebody strong to lead us right now. <laughs> yeah, and and, like, and a uh, lot of the argument from the politics side of it was we need somebody to lead us right now to negotiate with the Nazis to find a peaceful solution where mm-hmm. we're not invaded, mm-hmm. which... Not at all what he did. <laughs> no, but, I mean, props to him, because if he hadn't, then... Would have been a different situation, potentially? Yeah, yeah. And the... The one qualm I have with this movie, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was very well done. There was no... It, it assumed you knew a certain amount about Churchill's background. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it kind of throws you into this bit where it's like, Churchill's kind of disliked, and he has these person- like these strong perceptions about what should be done that people don't agree with, but there's no kind of backstory to why he was where kind he of, came from. Yeah. They and mentioned like briefly his failures previously. Yes, they were like, oh, yes. You, and you there was this. where there was an invasion into Turkey basically to cut off the supply or to link the supplies to the Russians in World War One. Um but if you don't know that and just kind of hints at that and you're like, oh cool, well he failed a little bit before, but people don't like him. Apparently. Okay. Um so that was my only qualm with it. Like, there were, you could have spent 
an opening, you know, scene or something like that with going you know, through a few of his. Yeah, I mean, like you know, there, biops are always tricky because you have to play the part of okay, how much of the backstory do we have to tell to get to the point that we want to tell? And you're basically looking at the story in whole took. We're looking at what twenty days or so, basically the yeah. month of May and forty. Or yeah, month of May. 40, 41, 40. 40, 40 mm, I, I don't, don't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should know that. I'm a, I'm a social studies teacher. Oh, come on, dude. So, yeah, I think it was 41. It's not, yeah, I remember it, 41 being a date. I don't know if that was the same one, though. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, you're looking at basically the period of one May in the early 1940s. Um, <laughs> that's how you get around it, the early 1940s. Um, but but you that's all you're getting. Um, and you get some allusions to previous events before that or you know the failures of never Cham- neville chamberlain for getting them to the point where they were um just kind of stuck yeah where they, they were inactive and they weren't taking any yeah action. they a lot of appeasement of hitler like you know the sudetenland and the the rhineland and mm-hmm. the invasion of poland everybody's kind of like okay we don't like that but as long as you're not coming this way, we're going to be okay. fine. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah. and then they eventually, they eventually get there, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, okay, mm-hmm. we'll sign a treaty with you. Just be nice to us. And yeah. So that that's my only qualm. The acting was incredible. The The plot was maybe a little too... Um, what's the word? Not far-fetched. No, because it wasn't... It was, I mean, it was... It was True for the most part, but a bit too like romanticized. Yes, because I, I feel yeah. like it, I feel like it was a lot more bleak. There was a lot more people freaking out and scared. Yeah, and the, the whole time. the whole scene on the subway. Yeah, didn't take place. It's <laughs> factually inaccurate, but um, but the idea. I mean, the idea. You had a majority. Tell me what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the people, you know, did support. You know, not giving into Hitler and fighting back. The politicians weren't, but to say that, like. There was a magical scene where he found himself onto the subway and just it, jumped out of the yeah, car. Yeah, it was, it was a little too like romanticizing Churchill for was because I mean there was a lot of failures and discrepancies and for more of that, watch and the first season of The Crown on Netflix. A lot of fighting stuff like that. Yeah, it's just it. Yeah. yeah okay. So so this one, yeah. do you think has a, a potential chance to win? This? It has a better shot than Call Me by Your Name. Call Me by Your Name. Okay. Uh, I don't think better shot. It, it it will get the award. I mean, Gary Oldman is a lock. Like, yeah, no, it's, no, it, it's a lock, which kind of sucks for Daniel Day Lewis because I think this is his last role. But you should have picked a better. It's role. It's his last role. That's what I heard. I don't believe it. I don't either. Especially that, that dude uh, likes acting too much to to jump out. Yeah, of it. but his poor wife. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't see it taking home the the, the big one. It, 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 I wouldn't complain if it did. I just, yeah, it's a little bit too too far fetched for me to, to think it's gonna pull home the big one. I got you, but all, overall, um, good film and uh, yeah, gave I, some cool context mm-hmm. to what was going on then. Mm-hmm. Um, quick quick shout outs to Cam Betts. Um, <laughs> Sup, Cam. Mary Dawkins and Hannah, my beautiful wife, uh, for tuning on the comments here. Hannah says that her favorites are either Get Out or Lady Bird. And okay. yeah. um, she said, it's crazy how all these same actors and actresses are in the best picture nominations, how there's like, yes, some overlap. There's there. definitely some overlap. Um, and then yeah, you come just chimed in and said, that's what Day Lewis said two years ago about the Daniel Day Lewis quitting acting. So that we'll is s- true. That is true. I will give you that one, you Norwegian. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, isn't it like way past your bedtime? Yeah, go to bed, you can <laughs> Go to bed. It's like <laughs> 1 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> okay, so next on our list in alphabetical order is Dunkirk. Which coincidentally ties in right with Darkest Hour. So. It does. So it's about the same exact time frame um, where you have 300,000 soldiers, mainly British troops, mm-hmm. that are trapped on the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to figure out how to get them out. And so Churchill orders this weird civilian um, fleet yep. to go and save all of these sailors, and it's a wonderful story. It really is. However, it does. I, th- I liked Dunkirk because um, it, it it gave you three different viewpoints, kind of not like Moonlight in a sense, but like right. It's 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 different point of views of the same. It's it's almost like um, Crash. Yeah. Here's what, here's what happened in uh-huh. two hours. Here's what happened in a week. Here's what mm-hmm. happened in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the 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 hours were the was Tom Hardy's character, the pilot, yeah, um, Farrier, and then the uh, other story was following the main the main guy you see in the beginning was Tommy, uh, Fionn Whitehead, who I don't know has been in anything else. He's just he's the main guy that we follow around the the soldier on the yes. beach. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then there's. Cillian Murphy and Mark Rylance. Yes, who okay. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the boat, the the civilian driving the boat to the beach. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it really gives you, like this, so where Darkest Hour was like a bit romanticized and seemed like pretty lax, this did such a good job of making you feel like the despair and stress. <laughs> Sorry, I made you laugh about uh, that one. Yeah, the last little... <clears throat> <laughs> little bit right there, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this quick commercial break now. That is the third time that's happened to me <clears> this <throat> weekend. Woo! There you go, wrong pipe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> got some. Got some. Some whiskey in your. Yeah, in your a little bit. Esophagus. It's, it's burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna, okay. All right. Let's roll. So, this this movie really really made you feel how like desperate and and just rough this yes. was. All by the sound of a ticking clock. I was gonna say it was it was fully the music and the soundtrack in this. There was uh, I there have been. I'm trying to think if there's been another movie where I felt like that pressed on time. Maybe Inception kind of gives you that same thing where you're battling against Mm -hmm. a clock. Inception. Um, uh, one of the space movies made me feel that way too. Not so um, much time based, but uh, Interstellar. The use of yeah, the use of sound. Yes, which made you. Like there was like almost like no music for a while, and it had the clock and that it just ca- builds ca- up. Ca- oh no, gravity! Yeah, yeah. There, gravity. Gravity yes. was. Yes, gravity. Sorry, you can set it's only ten p.m. there, so <laughs> it's almost bedtime. We can we can okay, we well, can talk you to sleep, you can. Just listen to my voice. <laughs> fade off into the darkness. Welcome to the cool side of the pillow. <laughs> uh, so Dunkirk, though, um, again, not not a. A lighthearted movie, or no. really a an ex- I wouldn't even say I don't know. There, there wasn't even a lot of like there, there was action. I don't know. I'm trying to describe. There was definitely action. It wasn't driven by the dialogue. It wasn't reliant on that. It was more reliant on the actions that each character was taking in that mm-hmm. moment. Um, so you have like uh, I think the, probably the most dialogue is going to Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Which, as it should, I love Kenneth because, Brown. Oh man, he's the man. That guy. Um, but yeah, he's he's the one that is giving you the kind of the expose of this is the situation we find ourselves in, and we have to get all these people off of here. So make these ships ready, and 
and we're loading these people out and then, you know, uh, and remain hopeful, even though this is a terrible situation to be in. Yeah. And the crazy part about that whole story is like, if the Germans just like punched right through, bad, they could have, they, they totally could have, but mm-hmm. they were like, uh, eh, we'll just pick them off from the air. Yeah. They're like, couple of ships that we got flying overhead like i guess because they were thinking like we don't we don't want to incur more losses yes. so let's just be the, the safest thing that's and, the easiest and it's the same thing that happened in um actually d-day mm-hmm. is they had all these tanks on standby back there but like hitler was like out of communications for whatever reason and they couldn't get to him or like maybe he was taking a nap and they were afraid to wake him up or something <laughs> it's crazy but like there's these two moments in world war ii where literally if the germans had made one other decision it's ball game. Would have been totally different. Yeah. Ball game. Hmm. So it's yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about it as far as a history standpoint. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just it, it, you're you're driven by the actions in this movie. You're driven by this ticking clock in the back that's like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, Germans are coming. The Germans are coming. Gotta move. Yeah, um, and it's you know you're you're dealing with Brennau trying to get all these guys on these ships, the last like actual real ships they have, and get them out of there. You're dealing with the civilian fleet coming back in to get them think but it, it, it got a little tricky with the whole disjointed timeline because you're trying to keep up with you're trying to piece together how long it how yeah, long well, these things yeah took. i mean and you're you're dealing with okay we're at this one point with this one ship and then now we're going to a different point of view but we're jumping back 30 minutes and now we're over here with the plane and we're 30 minutes ahead of the previous yeah like, it was a little little loopy but i expect nothing less from no one from Nolan, like, well, that's and, just what he does. And if you and like, they gave luckily he gave context clues during he a did. lot of the scenes to tell he you did. what yeah. had just happened or what was happening. So mm-hmm. like, when the civilian fleets were coming in, you heard the the planes fly overhead, or you saw the planes fly overhead. Yes. And you're like, okay, so this is like when they're passing right yes. now, and it's taking them this less time to get to the actual mm-hmm. men that are on the beach. And you're dealing with like the dogfight in the air, but you're seeing it from like point of view of the ship that's getting bombed by that german plane up mm-hmm. there that's now being attacked <laughs> by tom hardy and i yeah, like his brain's got to be weird man like he's it gotta... really is i mean how else do you think of interstellar yeah like he, he and his son are like yes, this, what if there's this, a wormhole and then this and then this and then this but the crazy part about like that movie with interstellar is that they actually went and was like is this scientifically possible nasa and nasa's like i mean yeah <laughs> as far as we know <laughs> it could still it happen. could uh great movie um the yeah the the disjointed timeline was the only thing that kind of throws you a little bit like if you can't keep up with that and figure out what's going on you're gonna be lost in the yeah. movie. Um, well, and and again I think there wasn't like a lot of standout acting in this. It was you you were more interested in the situation of each character like you were saying like okay this is a pilot this is you know a civilian this is a guy on the beach. Mm-hmm. And the and like the acting was okay. Like you know, we we even had a a little cameo, not really a cameo. He actually had a decent sized role. Harry Styles in this one. Harry Styles, yeah. yeah. Harry Styles. And I heard that Nolan didn't even know how famous he was, which I I refuse to believe that. You don't wait, Nolan. Uh, Nolan, when he casted Harry Styles, uh, when they asked him, they interviewed him later and were like, "Did you like? Did you have any idea like when you were casting him, like of his background?" And he's like, "I did, had no idea he was this famous." You know what? Actually, that kind of doesn't surprise me, because I could see Christopher Nolan being one of those people who like super just disconnected goes right into his work, and that's all he cares about. And then he's like, "One Direction, who? 
Yeah, he probably doesn't know who Wonder. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he knew Wonder One Direction is. But you would think, as a, as a like you know, when you're making a movie and you're casting, you would know about your casting people. director comes to you and says, "Hey, Harry Styles wants to audition for this." This I'm, could really boost our uh, our numbers with the teenage population. I'm assuming she, he or she probably gave him a drop of like like a hint saying, "Hey, this guy is well known." Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there, there, I think there's there's even a difference between giving him the hint and then being like, "Yeah, this is probably the most popular teen sensation." Yes, across <laughs> the entire world. But his role actually was uh, was actually cool because it wasn't distracting. Um, no, no, it wasn't. You, um, you, like if you didn't know who Harry Styles was, you wouldn't even think anything of it, really. Yep. Whereas, like, there's been other cameos in movies where you see someone who's super famous show up, and it's kind of disjointing. You're like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. Yes, <laughs> yes. Gosh, that was. I mean, that that was literally like, "Hey, I like your show. Can I be in it?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure. We like you too." <laughs> you just gotta sing a really sad song in a really high voice over a campfire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Um. Sorry. So, anyways, uh, Dunkirk, I do think, um, has a has probably the best chance out of the three we've talked about yes. so far. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, I think because it's disjointed and it wasn't really strong in the acting department, I'm not sure about it yet. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. Better shot. Mm-hmm. But probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now. Sorry, I'm not like I'm trying not to like chomp on ice. Yeah, you son of a gun! You're just just leaving it in there. Well, I'm just yeah, you know, it's kind of just like you're gonna sound like Winston Churchill. So this next movie, I did not see until a week ago. HBO Go. That's That or we rented it. One of the two. Yeah. That's same. Dude, dude. <laughs> I so I everyone that had uh, just to give some context, everyone that had like seen this movie like when it came out like at the start of this twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird movies that like kept the the momentum it had from like the beginning of the Oscar season all the way up, and everyone's just obsessed with it. And and I had so many people tell me like, dude, you're gonna love it. You think it's it's so mm-hmm. good. And I don't I don't like scary movies. I don't like horror That's movies. Fair. I don't like scary That's movies. Fair. So I tend to try and stay away from those. And, and everyone I talked to was like, "You got to see Get Out." It really, it's like not scary. It's more of a of a thriller yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it." And uh, I, st- I tried starting it once, and I just like I, I immediately was like, "I'm not in a place where I can handle this amount of stress right now, so I'm gonna back out." It's quite stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. But then we were doing this show, and I was like, "Well, I got to watch it." And uh, wow. I was telling, I was talking about this last time on, because because Daniel Kaluuya is in Black Panther, and so I was like, just I mentioned that briefly, but I, Han and I did not take a breath the entire time. I feel like we watched this movie. I was super stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, and that's this like is, this is terrible. And and the crazy part about Get Out is that's literally if you're just talking about it being a horror movie, mm-hmm. and that's the only context you're taking this in. Yeah. And it's like crazy stressful, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous! Like, how do I handle any of this?" And then like, you start peeling back the layers of the movie, and you're like, "Holy cow, this is deep!" Yeah, like this is actually how people sometimes feel around all all of these yeah. situations, and put you sort of in the shoes in in a more obviously exaggerated situation. Sure, sure, but very real in the sense of like how uncomfortable. Yes. It can be, yes. Um, and of course, we're talking about race. And again, I am a white person, a white male, and Zach I am too. Is a white male. I definitely am. And so that aspect of the movie, um, even even me being a white male, I felt 
a, a, just a, a sliver probably of like the discomfort that black people have to go through to like all the time, all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> intro to the movie. Yeah. So gosh, uh, Jordan Peele, um, directed this and this is his it's first hilarious. It's this, hilarious. This is his first directorial debut and just, well, I, he might've had a hand in Keanu. I don't remember. Yeah, but that he was wrote, more. He wrote. I it think. was a writing aspect of it, and, and I looked through his writing career. He has written for like everything. Yeah, he has so many movies yeah. that he's written for and, and TV shows. Yeah, and Mad obviously, TV. obviously, Key and Peele and Mad TV, yeah. um, just fantastic stuff. So when I see that he's doing a horror movie, like I was like, yeah, no, that's not. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Okay, cool. But then you watch it, weird, and, like, and then you're like. Lord. How did you do this? It's your first time. You're, uh, you're a genius. You are brilliant. <laughs> he really, he really is. And, and uh, I, I boldly stated this, but if and this, this, this is mine. So if I will be, so I will be a little bummed if Get Out does not win. For, yeah. For for a few standpoints, and I want to hear sure. your your reasoning for sure. your your pick. Um, but just just knowing that this is his first directorial yeah. debut. And I just feel like Daniel Kaluuya's acting in this was just outstanding. Yeah, it it really was because there was never a moment that you're like, "This feels fake" or "This feels forced." It was very much yes. like, "This is just a normal guy dealing with an extraordinary situation." Yeah, and it, well, what starts out to be a normal, like an ordinary yes, situation, yeah, very normal, like meeting the girlfriend's parents for the first time. The only difference is that you know. He's black and they're all white, and, and he's trying to be courteous to that. Yeah, and, and it's and it's funny because you're starting the conversation, or he's the one that I guess that initiates it, mm -hmm. which makes total sense. Of like, hey, do you think we should tell your parents? We probably should talk about this before we go into the situation because I've I've had to deal with stuff like this my entire life. Mm -hmm. So do we need to have? And they're like, no, it's totally fine. My dad would have voted for Obama a third time if he could have, mm -hmm. which I would have too. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! And then you see, it's, like, you see how it all plays out. Like, yeah, it's so. If you haven't seen it, first of all, just sign off, go log see out, it. Go, go see it, go go watch it. It's on HBO. It's it's still actually in theaters. The uh, AMC did actually some cool things where it started bringing back all the Oscar nominees oh, cool. into the theaters, which is the only way I got <laughs> all these things done. Nicely done, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Movie Pass. Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> this this is definitely brought to you by Movie Pass. Sponsored by Movie Pass. Sponsored by Movie Pass. Not really, but it should be. Um, but it 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 um you're 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 put in this position from the very get go you're dealing with. Do we need to have this discussion about race? And Alice Williams' character is like no, no, we're good. It's fine. Like my my parents are great. They're weird. They're like super kooky, and you know, it's like this like rich white neighborhood type deal. But like, it's fine. They're totally cool with everything. Mm -hmm. Little did he know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and that's what I love about this. Like every every single thing was explained. There was no, and that like you know the typical horror trope or th uh, thriller trope is like somebody's always stupid in how they yes in how they go about something yes. like oh dude like you're an idiot why would you go you know explore this or why would you go just yeah. wander into this situation like he was actually very careful and methodical yeah. about how he was approaching things and well like, and he even has the wise from the get-go about his this tsa stuff. buddy who's like tony man don't go like he was almost that like rationale thing where you're like 
yeah, you're doing what all of us are doing at home. Like, we're yeah, all don't, thinking this. Don't go in, you know, but like, yeah. it, it was not, everything was very much like, I need to check things out, but I'm not going to be stupid about it. And I'm not going to go like wandering into the woods by myself. Yeah. Like, so you were always like questioning and you knew something was weird. We, I knew the context going in that it was going to be a thriller. So I was like, yeah. okay, I know what's going to happen. And you can tell by the trailers and everything else. But like what you don't see is because like, I mean, so you, you, once you figure out that like she can hypnotize people, the mm-hmm. mom, you're like, okay. Um, so may, like maybe, maybe she's hypnotized like yes. uh, the, his, his girlfriend or the, her daughter. Or, or, you know, you start, you start are introduced to these different African-American characters, the caretaker, the, mm-hmm. the, the cook and like different things. And you're like, maybe they're all hypnotized. They're all hypnotized. They've all been brainwashed some way. And, and he's going to save them. Yeah, something of the sort. Yeah. And it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like it I mean like it it takes like as soon as you figure out like what they're able to do, it just takes like it's like it's like full speed like just crazy. Yeah. Just crazy like shock and all the entire time. And I listened to an interview with Jordan Peele and he's like the crazy part is is that the procedure that we have them doing where they basically leave a portion of like the cerebral cortex in the mm-hmm. brain and then replace the same you know the brain with a different brain he's like that's been tried on mice and it works <laughs> he's like we're not i mean like like you know obviously that's we're, not that unbelievable it's not he's like he's like we're actually have seen this work on mice so my coming up with this idea it's not one of those things that's like Oh well, you know, man, really good movie, but there's no way that could happen. He's like, it could happen. It could happen, and this is things like when you talk about. So you know, you're dealing with this whole, you know, racial is racial issue, and the um, almost like I don't know if envy is the right word, but I guess um, that's a lot of us were dealing. You know, going, man, if I, you know, I was a golfer back in my day, and you know, if I was able to, you know. Be like Tiger, or I wish I had your eyes. Well, that that was the only one that I'll actually be like. Okay, I, I don't think that one necessarily deals with <laughs> race because even he said, you know, going into it, he's like, I don't care, bro. It's not about race. It's about the fact that I'm blind and you have an incredible eye for art and yeah. the shot. So I want your eyes, and that's why I'm doing this whole procedure. To, <sighs> but like everything else is like. Yeah, I know I was a golfer. Tiger is my favorite golfer, and like it's like that envy of Tiger's ability. And then you're dealing with um, her brother, who is like, man, if you, you watched MMA, he's like, yeah, uh, if I train, if we could train you, we could make you like a crazy like. Yeah, it's all this like mm-hmm. like backwards glorification of the African American body, like mm-hmm. or or you know the talent or whatever that is. You know, just talking about how great, yeah, how, you're, how you're, great it is, but not. It's not in you're, like a you're sepa- celebratory. You're separating it. You're separating. You're just you're looking at only like what their body is, yes. which is basically how all of slavery and everything else yes. started. It and was, that's and yes, that's that. It's it's Jordan Peele. You know, is talking to him, and he's like, you know, it's not necessarily about like when you look at that. It's not that we're saying, you know, when you're dealing with the brainwashing issue and like, well, maybe it is slavery, but when you talk about this whole thing of like envying for them for their abilities or for their looks or for whatever, and that's all we're focusing on, and then we're replacing that person with somebody else's mind, it's still slavery. Like, Mm -hmm. we're still dealing with all these things that are super racist and super prejudiced and all these different things that we we will look at the person based on the color Mm -hmm. and immediately make some sort of uh, analysis of them. Okay, well... Okay, well, I need to... It was was along the lines of like that... 
Oh, no, 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 I'm not racist. I have plenty of black friends. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's that same type of deal. Like, no, I love Obama. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's like the... Mm-hmm. It's 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 the it's the Donald Trump standing up there and be like, yeah, there's my one black over here. He's my black. See, they like me. Like yeah. it's that it's that same type of mentality of if I can point to a couple of instances where I have, you know, these supporters or these friends or whatever or, or some contrived things of going, I'm not racist because of this. Yeah. Typically, that means you're still you're, you're, you're racist. still racist. And, that, and Jordan Peele's <laughs> like, he's like, look, everybody's racist. Pretty much, like we all deal with this idea. The way that that we've set ourselves up in society from the get go is that we separate ourselves, and we're and we're this tribal mentality of we're all gonna be with people who were like mm-hmm. or look like us, or however we separate ourselves. Like there's that idea of we're going, we we are all, we're all doing this. Mm-hmm. Not everybody to the same degree, and some people know how to handle it better. But this argument of like we're in this post racial society where you know, we had a black president, so now we never have to deal with race again. Like, and that he, is clearly not the case. That is not the case, <laughs> definitely not. And <laughs> and so, so it's it, it's just it's so well handled. Of like, we are shining the light. We're just turning it back around on on you. You're watching this movie and you're going. <laughs> I think Jordan Peele's quote was like, "Is like you know, and if you're a white person seeing this and you're not woke, then maybe maybe you're gonna watch this and you're gonna go." I think I do some of these things, so I need really need to think about what I'm doing. He's like, he's like, I want to have this discussion. I don't want this to be ignored. I don't want this to be like we're in a post-racial society, so we don't have to talk about this anymore. So he's like, I want these discussions. Well, and and uh, uh, forgive me for if, if this is wrong. Did, didn't it get nominated like for like comedy or something like that? Get out, get nominated. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, and that was for the I don't remember which award show, but yeah, it was in that like comedy category which is also the same category they put musicals in so i'm like we have drama and then we have everything else and it's it's like with this more closely aligns with drama if anything i was like there there were there are comedic aspects of it there were there were probably two scenes that i noticed that were actually funny the tsa agent it was a tsa his friend and the one moment where he's at the house and he goes to give the guy the nucks and he just grabs his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I laughed at that. I was like, that was pretty funny. Oh, it's so awkward. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. know. Just, just again, I think this has a great shot at winning because of what you're talking about. It addresses all of those issues and all those things yeah. that people may not be aware of in a, in such a graceful and smart way. Yes. And, and also like, this movie is just crazy, man. Like it really is. Allison Williams, who plays Rose, like his girlfriend, she was the scariest. Like she, she was the craziest person. I feel like everybody else in in the movie kind of like had their rationales for what they were doing. Like yeah, like Bradley Whitford. I love Bradley Whitford. One of my favorite. Is actors. that the dad? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like he, you know, he has this whole mentality of like. I'm carrying on my father's work, and I wasn't ready to let my father go, so I found this way that I could, you know, to do this. To do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom's just w- weird, a bit, and then the brother, yeah, and then the brother's like all oh, this aggressive, macho, aggressive, everything. maybe like abusive, alcoholic. I don't know. Somewhere along that line, and then there's there's Alison Williams, who's just it's like so deceitful, but it's so cold. Oh, the yeah. way she handles that last thing, she's like, oh, I have the keys right here. Yeah, you, yeah, you. Like, and uh, she goes like after him at the end with the gun, and you're just like, the yeah, like the, so golly. the the entire time you are actually like thinking like, oh maybe she is like she's unfortunately brainwashed too by her parents, and like 
maybe yeah. maybe there is some good in her. Or it's just been so pulled over her eyes that she hasn't seen. Doesn't any realize of this, it. Doesn't realize this is going on. So you on, you try so. to believe like I really did not see that where she was going to be one of the people Until that was involved. Until they opened the, and, the and, door and there's all the pictures of the know, other guys. And I was like, and like, oh my gosh. And then you hear it like oh. saying, uh, I don't know if it was the same time, but uh, it was uh, the caretaker, I think. is like, yeah, you're one of the lucky ones or something like that. You got to, it's much better than, um, I forget the brother's name, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Much better than Jeremy's like smash and grab methods. Because you see in the very beginning mm-hmm. how he takes down the other guy. Yeah, he yeah. just he just beats him up and takes him. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, well, this is this is which and even that opening scene, you know, a black younger guy in a well-to-do neighborhood, and he, I mean, he's talking to himself. He's like, you know, I'm I'm not doing anything wrong, kind of. And, and even that kind of like you can't watch that scene without being like. That sucks. That's that's Trayvon Martin right there. Like yeah. that's that same situation where uh, you know a guy is being followed for no reason outside mm-hmm. of he's black. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, nope, not today. I'm gonna turn around. I'm just gonna walk the other way. Yep. I'm just yep. gonna just be smart about this. And uh, yeah, it'd be just it's oh gosh, yeah. So it's such a good movie. Like it's we so we good. we unfortunately cannot do it justice solely on the no. fact that we haven't experienced any Please of that. Please watch this movie personally. Um, but it was just so, just so well acted and, and written, and like just the the end end resolve of like figuring out that the caretaker and the, the and the maid are the grandpa and uh, grandpa. I was like, dear lord! Well, even even that ending, you know, like he like he gets fla- like the caretaker gets flashed that like yeah brings him back for Shine. that moment of like I'm not in my body, yeah. and it's like he or I'm not. I'm, this is in my mind, and it's like. He takes out the girl and then like turns on himself and like and just, and it's just like that 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 realization of I'm never gonna this get is my, my body but I will never be I can't me get it back I can't get it back yeah and like even just that kind of like subtlety of how that's handled at the end you're like that's heavy holy cow I don't know how to explain <laughs> this movie but this is amazing and everybody needs to see this and everybody needs to like I agree be open with these conversations and not just try to like hey, hey no no I have I have. I have black mm. friends, so I'm not racist. Like, no, no, we ha- like, no. And that's, I mean, that's a much larger discussion. You know, discussion about you know how we handle race and you know talking about it in society in general because like we we can't just not have these conversations because then it just ends up being this free for all hatred towards people everybody. build up this idea in their heads and it yeah, just gets and, worse and worse. And, and the cool thing I was listening with this, the last thing I heard in this interview is that uh, Jordan Peele actually has, I think he said. He has a couple more movies that he wants to do in like the next ten years mm-hmm. that deal with what he calls these these social monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, like I and, like it, I like it. And so, like, I mean, this he's going to push the envelope. He's going to talk about all these things. He's going to keep making movies like Gosh. this, and it's going to be fantastic. And I can't wait. Oh, so again, like, bravo to Jordan Peele. Oh, bravo for such a phenomenal first debut into directing. And and the only thing I'll say about this is last last mm-hmm. little tidbit about Get Out is um you can you can almost kind of see some of some of the tone and like mood that you would see in like a key and peel like joke sketch, you know, yes. how like it was, it got kind of dark and like a little bit, but we're still like, like scary. We're joking, still we're, funny. We're messing around with this, but we're very but clearly serious. making a point. Because yeah. if you saw, if you saw the uh, Continental Breakfast skit, it's really funny. It's about like Jordan Peele's the one, and, and he's, it's a Continental. He's freaking out about like Continental Breakfast and like had no idea, but he's been like it gets turned on its head, and it's kind of like. um uh, not the shining, but where where he's he's lived there the whole time and doesn't realize it, that he's insane 
and he keeps coming, right. keeps coming back okay. for the continental breakfast, yeah. and it just loops over and over and over again. Um, it's that uh, Groundhog Day mentality, of but it, kind yeah. of like a weird like, uh, like oh, that was kind of like thoughtful and like a, l- a bit more than just a funny skit sure. about continental breakfast. Sure. So, anyways, a little bit more <sighs> than a a rambalake. Yes, still hilarious though. Oh man, I, but I really just love to get out. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, that one I, I hope has a good chance to win, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, up next, Ladybird. Ladybird. Ladybird, directed by Greta Gerwig. Um, who I, I don't did she get nominated for best director? Hmm, I should have looked into this. I'm I sorry. Think, I think I don't she know. did. I really hope she did. I don't know. Um, so she's I wrote down stuff that she's known for as well. Nights and mm-hmm. Weekends, which I have not heard of. I have not either. Um, so I think this is like this is there were, when, I, when I looked up directed. Um, I, I got better about this right. as I went on. It was Lady Bird and then Nights and Weekends. So the two things okay. that she's directed. And I think Nights and Weekends was like 2008. So it's been a minute for her since she's directed something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this features Sayoris Ronan, who is from... Sorry, Sayoris Ronan. Um, she, uh, she's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. She um, was in... Uh, gosh, what else was she in? Couple, a couple, couple of pretty good nominated films and just yeah. well-made films. So She's going to be in um, Mary Queen of Scots. Yes. 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 That's so so she she's actually a you know she's a talented actress. Very, um very talented. Uh, Metcalf is uh, Laurie Metcalf is uh, mm-hmm. her mom in this one which I I thought she did a great job as mm-hmm. well. Lucas Hedges, um Danny O'Neill, he was in something else. Well, I think in a, not only these Oscar noms that I um I forget which one it was. Uh but he's I I've, I've seen him too okay. multiple times in movies. Um and then yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Who's Again, literally playing the same role, the same just character. like twenty years down the road, and moody teenager in high school, Sacktown, California, angry, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, uh, this movie. So again, we probably have a harder time relating to this because we are male. Um, but yeah. but I think the idea the idea is interesting because it's yeah. talking about, um, you know, mother daughter relationship, yes, and growing up to kind of. Kind of go into your own, make decisions for yourself, and then kind of what that looks like. And um, I don't know. I, it was actually like a heartwarming kind of yeah, funny it, story. This was probably. I'm looking real quick. I'd say that this is the lightest movie yep. of the bunch. It was um, the most kind of like. Oh, that's nice. She called her mom at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can relate a little more to this one just because it's dealing with senior year. Mm-hmm. And I teach seniors, and uh, I I see all this kind of like drama between everybody, and like not trying. So I'm like, it was very much like watching, like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at the story of my my seniors, my class, yeah, who are trying to like go off and do, you know, go to New York. And I'm like, okay, cool, but like, how are you gonna do this? Like, what what what's way? your game plan once you get yeah, there? Yeah, well, yeah, and it's just like. So that part of it, I was like, "Wow, this is way too, way too close to what I actually teach." <laughs> this every is too real, day. man. Too real. Too, too real. Um, <laughs> but no, it was a very, it was a very good movie. Um, acted really well, but nothing, nothing seemed over the top. Everything was very, um, I don't know, just very like. Here it is. It, it, yeah. it didn't seem it was it plain. Didn't, yeah, it, was... it didn't. Which is not a bad thing. Like it's mm. very indie. It's very um, almost like. Um, the way it was filmed reminded me of a little Wes, like Wes Anderson style shooting. Yes, uh, where there was like some interesting frame shots mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. quick pans to like different different scenes. Yeah, um, I noticed that. I was like, this definitely yeah. feels more of like an indie film. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you get the music, which makes it, you know, feel like it, and and it's just it it, it didn't take itself too seriously nope. while making it a very well told story of we're dealing with 
uh, a mother and a daughter and how we interact with this and, and that whole notion of, you know, she always runs to the dad because the dad understands her. And, you know, the mom and her are so similar that they just butt heads all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and that they, whole scene in the, in the, the uh, thrift shop. <laughs> yeah, like arguing, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic!" That's yeah, great. I loved, I love that scene. Yeah, it's, it's, there was a line. It was like, "She just cares a lot. She just, she just, yeah. lo- she just loves you a lot, mm-hmm. and she just cares about you." Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it, it was actually like, it was like pretty, it, it was war- like heartwarming, but also like sad to see how much, yeah, how much she actually did care for her. Like when she was leaving, and she couldn't even get out of the car because she was like going to be so sad about and it. She like, she like flips sp- it around and tries to get there, and she's too late. And yeah. Don't worry, we'll see her soon. But yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was just it was a it was a funny story. Um, there was yeah. a, like I think Sayoris did it. Or I, I'm saying so- her wrong. Sorsha. Sorsha. Is that how it's Sorsha Ronan. Really? Yeah, Sorsha. Wow. Yeah, that's not at all what it looks like. Yeah, I know. Sorsha. It's uh, ah, dang it. Irish. Thank you for not mm-hmm. warning on that one. Sorry, <laughs> we covered Chalamet at the yeah. beginning, but not, not Sorsha. Um, Sorsha Ronan. But uh, no, I think uh, again, yeah, this is just like a funny but like realistic depiction of probably like what high school senior yeah. looks like yeah. the, the, the debate about going to prom or not if they wanted to go like it's kind of stupid <laughs> i don't want to go she goes she's like wait i really do want to go and i want to hang out with my other friend that i've been ignoring this whole time i'm like yeah. I, I literally see stuff like she that falls day. in with like the cool crowd right uh-huh. near the end but then uh-huh. realize that they all kind of suck and then uh-huh. comes back out and it's just yeah. yeah it it's 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 a very it's a very sacramento movie yeah like I mean, I I worked in Berkeley for a year, and I knew a lot of people from the Sacramento area, and Kinda I was like, like I was like, wow, this is very Sacramento. <laughs> I mean, even if you start driving up around Sacramento or just south of it, and you're like, yeah, this is this is just a giant. Uh, the, the the whole letter about um, when she's talking with the nun, and they're talking about the writing that she did about Sacramento, and it's mm-hmm. and, and you know she's the nun's like, it seems like you really love Sacramento, and she's like, I guess I'm just really. Um, she say observant or yeah, something I like that. I think observant, yeah. And she's like, you know, sometimes, you know, being observant is is really, you know, me- another way to say that you love it. And yeah. It's just that kind of like it's it, the whole story is just like it's this love letter to Sacramento, which is so weird because like no one's ever like, no one. I want to make a movie about Sacramento. <laughs> and we don't know. I don't. I don't know Sacramento, so I'm just like, yeah. I guess it's. I guess that's realistic. Yeah. I love like when she lied about the house that she lived in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how and then that, it turns out that being came back to bite her in the butt. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, and she, like yeah. her friends, like, hey, I'm at your house, and it's like, oh god, no. <laughs> but even and even the friend who's like, you know, definitely the more kind of like stuck up. Even then, at the end, when she finds out that she's been lying, it's kind of like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, and it is like it is so true though, because like I mean, I can think of situations yeah. in my life where like I've fabricated some details. Sure. Like just because I was like afraid to like admit like something yeah. that like wasn't true. It's like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I've done that before. It's like my family we, we lived in apartments the entire time. So it's not like you want everybody to know, like, yeah, I live in an apartment complex. It's cool. Let's let's go to your house. Not knocking at mom or dad, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> it's it's not like as a kid growing up, you know, you want to have this persona of like my life is grander than what it seems like. In which is wrong. Like, which is wrong. Sure. Because that's that's something you learn from school. Or yes. Like, immediately, you, you're like, oh. Yeah, and you learn, you know, stuff. down the road, you get out there and you go, yeah, none of that really matters. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like for, we learn that, like, having stuff or having, having like, nice things uh, means that you're, like, automatically cool. Um, yeah. And then you learn that, like, oh, that doesn't mean anything, actually. No. <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah. So. Take that from me, kids. It doesn't. So, overall. Uh, good movie. Good uh, film. I, I have it rank pretty high like i i think at some point 
which it almost happened last year. <laughs> like, I, I feel like the Oscars shy away from like the real like happy-go-lucky movies. La La Land. <laughs> La La Land, you were so close. You were so close. Gosh, that was so awkward though when they announced it's the hilarious. wrong one. Man, I loved it. It was oh, great. So bad. So great. But I mean, Moonlight definitely deserved. It. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I agree. But um, yeah, I, I I I don't know if it'll happen tonight. Um. But there, there's gonna come a time soon to where I mean, I guess the last like real like happy go lucky one would have been the artist. Yeah, the black and white like yeah. silent film like a while back. I'm trying to think of like everything else has been like super serious like Spotlight or um, it's not Argo common. or you know like everything. It's like it's the one that has the most weight to it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily which one is like the best. Well, movie. and if you think about it too, the ones that have more weight tend to give the actors a bit more. It does to work yes. off. Work yes. off of like, it does. Hey, we need you to like display these emotions. Yeah. Whereas, like, if it's a happy movie, really, majority of the time. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of, like great movies that I like that are happy, mm-hmm. which is like um, um, Little Miss Sunshine stuff like that. Sure. Like those, I don't think those got nominated. Uh, for, yeah, it did. They got nominated, but did they win? I want to say it did. Okay, so there you go. I don't Remember. I don't remember either. Someone fact check us on that. But I think of great movies like that, and I'm like, okay, but that, like, but that that movie won because they were able to display different emotions in it. Like there was like the turmoil of yeah. like the kid not really like, realizing he couldn't go to like flat school, and like Steve Carell's character like going through what he's going through. So it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was happy at the end. It was yeah. Like, you know, it was. It I was, mean, the, yeah. It's so. I I think the more that. The more that indie movies are kind of accepted, which the past couple of years you've had those nominated. You're talking, you know, like Boyhood, um, Lady Bird. Even like, though Boyhood was directed by... Uh, it, it was, but the way that it was shot, it still gotcha. kind of had that very indie feel. And it was it was very unique in the fact that we're shooting over 10 years or whatever was it, it was. It wasn't Scorsese. Who was it? No, it wasn't Scorsese. It was um, a well-known director. Someone fact checks on this one. Fact check, fact check, please. We'll check in on the comments in <laughs> roughly 30 seconds when this delay is over. Yeah, we probably won't get a fact check anyways. No, we won't. <sighs> you Kim, <okay>, wake up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I like the movie. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it'll win either. No. I don't think it'll win. I, I don't know if you said it wouldn't win, but no, I don't think it'll win. I, I have it rated pretty high on my list, but it, not the winner. Yeah. Know. Okay, Um. so up next. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Phantom. I feel like we can spend two minutes on this and be done with it. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, cool. I feel the same way. So Phantom Thread, uh, um, directed by Paul Anderson, who's directed some some pretty good films. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love, There Will Be Blood. Um, I drink your milkshake. Boogie, I drink it up. Boogie Nights. A um, couple other things. So, uh, and starring, sorry, uh, this is important. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. And I don't know who Vicky Cripes is or Creeps or Cripes. Um, I think it's a who plays Alma, obviously. Cri- but Cripes, Cripes. Probably Cripes. Uh, yeah, I don't, mm, just, uh, again, th- <sighs> this is one where it is a full acting chops movie. Oh, it's all, cha- it's all, all acting. And that's great. Yes. But it does not make for an exciting movie. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You, you, there, there, like, I, there is some intrigue in, like, okay, like, who's, who's he going to fall for? Why is he this way? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you poisoned him. Oh, yeah. Right. To make him sick for a couple of days, where he would need you. It acting was great. 
Cinematography the was good. Cinematography was great. Um, costumes obviously were great because it's the entire movie is focusing About on cost like dress dress design. Yeah. But man, it was so dry. <laughs> Got the headphone on the oh, mic on the headphone. Oh man, it was. Uh, so yeah, so I, I feel the same way, and I I don't know what much else to say beyond the fact that this movie. It's it is like there's I feel like there's always a movie like this every single year where some director or some actor almost was just like yes I want to tell this story and I'm gonna give it everything that I have and they do that but unfortunately the 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 content behind the story this is just not exciting this would have been laughed out of the conversation last year yeah he he would have gotten his you know nomination for best actor as Pretty much any time Dayon Davis touches a movie. Because he's crazy. <laughs> and he's so good. Good Lord, he's good. But um, it just, there was like, I didn't feel any weight. I didn't feel any connection to these characters. I didn't feel any like. And maybe they wanted you to feel that way. Maybe, but like, why? Because, <laughs> because the whole idea is that he is selfish and he's really, yeah. he's just kind of going through all these women and not really forming a relationship. And then finally he meets Alma, who challenges him. Yeah, but even then, it's like, okay, make me feel that. Make me, connect me there, because it, I... Yeah, you don't, you don't, I just didn't, you don't even didn't really see it. a change. No. You don't even see a change in not, him. No, And you just realize that she's crazy. You only see the change in him when he's, like, sick and needs her. And then there's a little bit of rebound where he, like, acknowledges her. And then he's back into his work and completely being terrible. And then he, and she poisons him again. And then she poisons again. him again and takes care of him. I'm just... And do you think he recognized that she was poisoning him yes. the second time around? Yes. Okay, so. Yes. He, and he accepted that. Yes. He was like, and he knew that that's what he needed in that moment. And I was like. That's dumb. <laughs> Hannah, if you ever try to poison me, uh, I will be very upset with you. <laughs> Please, Leah, you can poison me. I love you. <laughs> Please do not poison me. Okay, so let's just go to the next yeah, one. Yeah, because it's not going to win. Yeah. That's my ninth-ranked movie. And again, if this was last year, it's not even going to be nominated yeah. because I think a lot of these movies aren't even going to be yeah. nominated if it was Dude, last year. freaking uh, Lion was an overshot. Oh, uh, Lion. So many tears. <laughs> we have to talk about that. Yeah, the crawler, the yeah. I'm so sad. <laughs> Uh, so next we had The Post uh, directed by Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know his name then you gotta just why are you watching this yeah, you, gotta, you gotta do something else uh, Jurassic Park you know uh, Minority Report just a lot of, lot of Indiana lot of, Jones just a lot of well known things guys. E.T. Close Encounters <sighs> Third Kind Jaws mm-hmm. Schindler's List Ooh, such a good movie Post was good Post was good. Uh, Meryl Streep, I think, will probably, if she does not, she, she won't. She'll get. She, does she have a nomination for this? <laughs> uh, I would assume because it's Meryl Streep. I, I know she like wins like every single time. <laughs> Hannah, smelling. Hannah. So I have to. I have to admit something else to you. I'm not okay. proud of. So I fell asleep okay. during this movie a little bit. Yeah, that's. I. I mean. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So again, yeah. again, this is a dialogue heavy movie. There's a yeah. there's, there's a lot more intrigue though and questions going on the entire time. Yes. You're interested in like, oh, okay, so like yes. they aren't supposed to be posting this and there's they're like this is a real thing that happened. So yeah. it is like, oh wow, that's a big deal that they're just divulging yeah. this information. Depending on papers and all that fun stuff. And yeah. I would just love to see like I mean it's it's not the same thing, but it is kind of like the whole like Russia Russian uh, election yeah, it, stuff. Yeah, it pulls a lot of the same <clears throat> 
I'm assuming that's intentional, kind of mm-hmm. keeping the parallels same of going, okay, there's this big cover-up that's attempting to happen, and then there's these people p- trying to print them, and they're being censored, and, you know... Fake news. Yeah, all that fun stuff. I... I, I I honestly was a, a Tom Hankson is also just yeah. wondering, um, but he was it, good. He, he was good. It was well acted. I just it was just it was, it was uh, to me it was boring. I'm sorry. I I when I watch <laughs> movies like this dealing with how the media handles you know news and these big stories that they're trying to get out there, I will compare it to two movies: All the President's Men mm-hmm. and Spotlight. Spotlight's so good, and it doesn't come close to touching those like yeah. i feel like the post kind of was more like the it was a very important thing mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't it wasn't like this is something that we were just like oh we're making a story about this but when you're talking about the weight of the watergate scandal or mm-hmm. the weight of the catholic priest abuse thing that turned out to be like affecting thousands and thousands of people all across you know the united states and across yeah. the world and a whole, like that went all the way up to like the vatican where they were having to deal with this whole ordeal like it was like okay the pentagon papers have been lying to us about vietnam which is a huge deal it wasn't told that way there was no there just yeah. there wasn't the weight that that when i'm comparing this to spotlight and i'm going yeah they, they tried to make it <clears throat> they like they tried to make it feel like it had weight again yeah but there wasn't really weight to it, yeah. In the movie, because you're yeah, just like, because I mean, like, you know, you know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Pentagon Papers get published. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it. But that's like, like with, like, I knew the whole story with you know the Boston Globe and you know them exposing the the Catholic priest. You know, but when they tell the movie, and you see Mark Ruffalo like freaking out and the thing because they're not going fast enough and he's like no we have to nail these scumbags and like you know blowing up and this whole thing and you're like oh yeah he's he's passionate holy cow and then you're trying to deal with the same thing with like tom hanks which i love tom hanks but it's just like it did not carry the same weight and it's, we have to tell the news you're yeah like, it's i mean it's okay. it's very much like it, it it was a nod at like we're living in a time where people are claiming that the news is fake mm-hmm. and that we're in it just for the ratings and all this other stuff. And like, here's what the news had to do this. Yeah. Many years and it, ago. yeah. And it, and it, 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 it definitely worth telling. It's just not going to win. Yeah. Again. It was good. It's just not going to win. Yep. We just, we don't Hannah. So Hannah, she, she did not like Meryl Streep's voice in this. <laughs> she was like, it just sounded like she had a bubble in her throat the whole time when she was talking, and it was horrible. <laughs> That's, she, yeah, it was a, um, I mean, clearly she's going off of the recordings they had from, mm-hmm. um, uh, where's the name? What's her name? Uh, K. K. Graham. Yeah. Um, going off of, you know, how she actually sounded, but I was just like, could have kind of avoided. Thank you for your kind words. We're like okay, all right, there okay. it is. Yeah, we can move on now. But yeah, <sighs> it, it it was it was good movie. Just when you're comparing it with previous Oscar winners, yeah, that deal with very similar type topics, it it just doesn't it doesn't hold a light. All right, it was a little disappointing. Well, there you have it, guys. The post probably not going to win. No, but this next movie, well, not one either. <laughs> no. However, uh, I'm a big fan of of the director. So, The Shape of Water. Yes. Um, Guillermo, 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 Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo That took me seven tries. It did. Uh, he directed Pan's Labyrinth, which I'm a huge fan of. 
And it's such a better movie. So I'm sorry. I know. It's such a better movie. I agree. So good. Um, even like Pacific Rim, dumb but fun. Yeah, and I, then, I enjoyed it. And Hellboy, kind of same same concept, um, dumb but fun. It, yeah. Um, Pan's Labyrinth though is just it's sp- so good. If you if you kind of like fantastical but like realistic gritty historical movie kind of feels mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. This movie, I went into it very excited. I did too because I liked the idea. I was I like, okay. Guillermo's behind this. I like the idea, like the intrigue behind like this creature that they've captured mm-hmm. and like what that's gonna be. And, and I, I was even I was even open and receptive to like the whole like however they're gonna handle this love story because the, you know you know yeah. that going into it that she like understands this on a different level. Yeah, and you see the picture on like the cover where like yeah, they're, they're ho- like, holding each other in the water. So like, okay, they like each other. What's this gonna be like? And uh, but it got weird. It got weird, and it just it kind of fell flat too. It did a little bit, yeah. Um, which is which is a bummer because I think the movie did well when you were trying to figure out this creature, and there's a lot of like intrigue building up to like, oh wow, and like, you're dealing with like the the Soviet spying and all this yeah. other stuff, and they're trying to figure out what to do with this. That felt kind of like creature. tacked on. It did, you know, because like did. that was like that was like a trope of like olden day comic Which, books. Well, and and you can take Russian Pan's Labyrinth. Spies. You take Pan's Labyrinth and you're putting that in like around the same era of World War II where, you know, the Spanish military is trying to put down some guerrilla fighters. So like like you have that extra like not necessarily directly related to the story, Sorry. but also, you know, like you're dealing with the same type of idea, but that one felt like it wasn't as like affecting of the story yeah if that makes sense yeah and this one there was like an actual russian yeah it doctor felt, it felt a little bit too <sighs> i don't yeah i don't know it, it it was okay it was very well done it like the creation of the world that it, you know that it, you were dealing yeah. with was fantastic the the, the lab the whole scene yeah and 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 even the characters are really great like the way that they're developed you're having you know you're dealing with all these different I mean, you're dealing with um, a, a, a lady who has Octavia um, Spencer, uh, or well, Eliza. no, no, Eliza, where she's she's mute, and then you're dealing with her neighbor who is gay, and Octavia Spencer, who you know is is in the working world, but as an African American woman, where you know there's only certain jobs that they can kind of get in this particular thing, and you're dealing with all of these like marginalized segments of the population, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, you're throwing in this. Monster Man, yeah, who? Which, well, you know, we <laughs> Monster have, Man, whatever, you know, that's uh, like the I, asset. But you know, you're dealing, yeah, the asset. You're dealing with all these different uh, segments. So it's it's all stories that you kind of want to be told, and like, how are they feeling this whole thing? It just like you kind of get to the end, and you're like, oh, that's it. Oh, that was there was only really one person coming after him the whole time, and it was just one kind of guy who got. Yeah. So, I, it, yeah, I was really hopeful. I really liked the movie. Yeah. Best I li- picture. No. No. I, yeah, I liked it as well. But again, I think, and again, th- this you know this is my own personal issue with it, um, and it, it really wasn't as as perverse as I thought it was going to be. But like the the sexualization stuff. Like, yeah. Where she's like masturbating in the water and stuff like that was just. Mm-hmm. I was like. I was like. Oh, okay. Uh, that was jarring. <laughs> I was like, and, and again, it's one of those things like that. That doesn't add to the story. Uh, no. And but then I, I, it kind of it it sort of ties together at the very end when you're like, okay, she was a fish person the whole time. Well, no, but the <laughs> scars that she had from the 
surgery surgery that caused her to be mute ends up turning into the gills where she can breathe underwater. Like, like how does that work? It was a little like, which which it's Guillermo del Toro. Like it's it's not supposed to be fully realistic. Doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. No, but it still was. Hmm. It was it was unfortunately just a little bit. A little bit. It just it just kind of, just kind of fell flat. There was, there was like they they were they were trying to pers- like go after too many yeah. ideas. Yeah, and it had like super super hype on it. Yeah, super hype. I would have been happier to give more context to the actual asset and see kind of like his background and like yeah where he's come from. Yeah, maybe she goes there somehow, and then they come Ship after water too, and then they come after them. They like track her or something like that. That would have been kind of interesting to see. Like, oh, okay, how they track in the nineteen sixties. So. Yeah. But it, Michael it just, Michael Shannon um, mm-hmm. plays such a good bad guy. He really does. Like, oh gosh, he's like every it, time you see him, you're like, oh, I don't know if I like that guy or not. You're gonna be a bad guy, except in Pearl Harbor that one time where you weren't a bad guy and you were just kind of slow. The uh, uh, his fingers. Uh, oh, that was yeah. so nasty. Yeah, I forgot about that. They're oh, like thanks for reminding. Infected, and he was like, he just yanked him off. Oh, like, I forgot about that part. Yeah, he's he's been he's been through he's been through some stuff. Oh, hey, look, hey, uh, my dad's my dad's tuned in. Hey, dad, thanks for uh, thanks hey, for tuning. Hey, Jake's dad. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, it's yeah, it's 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 one of those that it's it's. <laughs> he said he said so. Fishman won't win. <laughs> Fishman won't win. <laughs> Fishman is not going to win. Unfortunately, no. It. It's it, it it will probably win visuals. It very well could be. I mean, Guillermo del Toro has been kind of cleaning up on the directorial awards. His uh, his um, he might even might even win for um, oh gosh, what is it when it's it's not not costume design, but might, might be costume design. Uh, visual effects for just the well, it won't win costume. Man. Costume will go to uh, yeah. Phantom Thread. Yeah, like, maybe, it's maybe. really funny because so many of these are like locks for different awards. But not like. But not best picture. This is the one time you're going. Uh, maybe they, uh, maybe they went into it like just like let's just try to win this. Yeah. Because really, all that they care about is you. You. You won an Oscar for a movie. Sure. Most of the time, people are like, oh. And, and give Guillermo del Toro the the director award. I don't. That's fine. It, it was a very ambitious project. Give and Jordan like, Peele the directorial award. I agree, but <laughs> if we're gonna, I mean, you can give Peele the writing one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So I don't know, but I mean, I, I won't, I, I won't complain if that's the case. I just know that it's going to. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Sorry, my dad just said the post appeals to old people. We lived it, <laughs> and that is probably that true. Is, yeah, that's I can see that my my mother in law very much liked that movie when we saw it, and um, <laughs> it, I mean, it is true. He I said, need like a running. Like, my dad, yeah, my dad just says, "Who cares about Oscars?" <laughs> I do. We do. This is why we do a podcast. That's why we're talking it. about it, Dad. We care about it. <sighs> um, and that's really, the worst. Really, I'm just kidding. the, I'm kidding. Just the best the nominees. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's probably a good point. But Shape of Water not going to win. So, um, no. I guess the last the last one we can talk about though. this very well could win. And this is my pick. All I, right. I it's not necessarily the one that I wish would win because I agree. Get out. Yeah. Yes. But but if we're if I'm being realistic and I'm looking at the other awards and the way that this movie is done, Martin McDonough is a he's a he's a heck of a writer. Yeah. Um. So I I am gonna butcher this because my good friend Idris Garcia shout out. Uh, 
he is a huge fan of Martin McDonough and has like seen all of his movies and like reads the, the actual playwrights for a lot of these. Yeah. And it just he, so a little trivia behind this. Okay. He wrote this all in one in in like in one um oh gosh, what's it, what's it called? One copy. Really? Just all one copy. That's how he writes. He wrote it. He literally just sat down, start to finish, same exact thing, Jeez. and just wrote it. There was no like segmenting or breaking up or adding things and just literally just Sat down, wrote some stuff that was happening, walked away, came back, wrote the next thing that was happening, walked away, came back. That's crazy. And then and then gave, obviously gave copies to other people, but he literally wrote one copy. That's insane. And then made a movie. It's, yeah, just the way that this handles. Sorry, three billboards outside of Epping, Missouri. Three billboards we haven't, outside we haven't. Epping, Missouri. <laughs> Directed by Martin McDonough. Um, um, I feel like the way that this has ended up influencing other things that have occurred recently um, like after the Parkland shooting, there were three billboards in Miami mm-hmm. that was calling out Marco Rubio for why he's not done anything on gun control. Like things like that to where all of a sudden you're starting to kind of laser focus. Yeah, well, just like throwing in like, yeah, we can use this thing. It's it, it's it's one of those weird ones where all of a sudden you're seeing a copy of what's happening in the movies happening in real life. Mm-hmm. And it just happened again in um and actually in Hollywood where they put up three billboards same fashion, but dealing with the um, uh, uh, the Me Too movements, yes. calling people out, times up, and like you know dealing with the fact that like really we haven't arrested any of these guys yet. Yep. How come? How come, Chief Willoughby? How come, Chief Willoughby? <laughs> so this movie, um, I I went into it with somewhat of an expectation just because I had seen In Bruges and a couple of Seven Psychopaths, mm-hmm. Martin McDonough's mm-hmm. previous works, which are also great. Um, and I, I really did not like this. Is this did not at all pan out how I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um. So for me, you know, I was expecting this to be a more of a lighthearted film. Honestly, I was like, okay, this is gonna be kind of like a funny story between this mom and Woody Harrelson's character, the chief, yeah. chief Willoughby. Yeah. And that's that's not what <laughs> I read. A, I read a couple of like not like not non spoiler reviews, um, not even reviews, but like I, I just wanted to make sure. Um, because Lee and I were talking about going to see it, and I was like, I don't want this to be something that's gonna be like super heavy and like super like. And you start reading the things it's dealing about, and you're like, maybe this heavy. isn't the best like date night <laughs> movie. Um, this seems a little depressing, seems a little much. Let's go see Coco, <laughs> which is great, Ladybird. Um, but yeah, it, it you're dealing with like super heavy stuff dealing with rape and murder and uh, suicide suicide and um race and you're dealing with um police brutality and like all of this like you know it's it, it literally hits all these segments where we're going okay we're dealing with this and this and this and this and this and none of it's going to pan out the way that you think it's going to pan out and when you think like yeah justice is coming and you're like oh no justice does not show up but it's also like we can't get justice for this person, but maybe, but maybe for someone else. Well, and again, I think, yeah, it isn't because you're 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 thinking it's going to be all about like redemption, and you're gonna yeah, it's going to be this whole chase where you're gonna like. Have you seen Wind River? No, with Jeremy Renner. Um, almost it's a similar storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, where it is dealing with a rape and a murder, and Woody. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Renner is kind of like a a um, 
and it's on an Indian res- reservation. Okay. And, and he is like the the land overseer, kind of just I don't know what you'd call that. He's like a not a uh, right, like the government yeah. dude in yeah. charge of. Yeah. Um, but he's like pretty low key and doesn't like do a lot with the government. He kind of just does his own thing. And uh, he's it's about solving this crime, figuring out who did it, and then getting revenge. Essentially. Right, and it happens. But this one, <laughs> you don't you don't get that. It's uh, and that's I think unfortunately like that paints a more realistic picture of yeah. how sometimes these things go. And I loved that line. In the in the in the movie where he's like, sometimes you know these things don't come up, and then you'll hear some idiot in the bar bragging about something he did ten years ago, and you'll uh-huh. get him. And uh, and it happens. It, it happens, but not, not the same the guy. Same guy, which is messed up too. That there's more people that so, do that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it, you're dealing with um, like Sam Rockwell's character, who's like Dixon, super you know racist and super racist and you know police brutality the whole whole nine yards and like very protective of his chief and like basically does everything he can to kind of protect him yeah. protect him and then when the chief's gone like he kind of goes off the handles and but then you know kind of has this he reads this letter from chief willoughby from chief willoughby after posthumously his, after like, his yeah it's posthumously yeah that, that's not, that sounds right Post, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Posthumous. Uh, um, <clears throat> and and like while the fi- while the police station's being firebombed by Molotov cocktails, which I mean the whole thing is a little ridiculous. But you're like you're getting this moment where he's kind of reading this whole situation and he's realizing like, oh, I've I've been this way, and you know my mentor person is telling me that like maybe I should try a different route and be a good detective and a good cop and you know my mm-hmm. heart's in the right place and. Then you kind of see him kind of change, and he's trying to find a way to yeah. crack the case. And it was touching to see him like, you know, he dove out of the the, the police office with the the case in his hand and drops it on the floor uh-huh. as he's being burned alive. Yeah, and it yeah, I don't know. There there was like a lot of like tied in like like yeah, interarching like story storylines where mm-hmm. you you expect one thing to go a certain way and then it goes a different way completely. Where you know um, her ex husband. Is the one who actually burns down the billboards, and you assume that it's actually Dixon yeah. because he was, you know, so upset over over these billboards, and um, e- even even like uh, just like Peter Dinklage's character, I just loved um, mm-hmm. how he covers for her, and then you know, but even that they can't get past the prejudices that yeah. she has against him for being yeah short and and the, yeah, there is like and I, I I do think that yeah, Frances McDormand will. She will. She will win. Yes, um, she will. Best actress, because she was just phenomenal in this movie, and mm-hmm. I think this role is just like, just perfectly cast for her too. Mm-hmm. Like, I would almost believe that she might be sort of like this in real life. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> obviously not as rough. No, but like I could see that she's kind of just has that character. Like, whatever. I'm just gonna say what comes to my mind, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. And you're yeah. like, okay, okay, thanks, Francis. But they do. And my my dad's saying this. It's called redemption, Jacob. Um, but but it is. I mean, it is a story. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it definitely is. But it's it's not in the way that you perceive it's, it's going to go down. It's not redemption for really anybody. There's no end resolve. Like both no. both of them don't. Both of them are going to go kill this person, which isn't the solution because uh, they don't even know if it's the real person that actually did this. Yeah, they 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 kind of know it's not the not the guy that killed and raped the or Francis McDormand's character's daughter. But they know that he did something to somebody, whether that was when he was fighting overseas or, you know, like something of the sort. And yeah. they're like, 
we don't have justice for our situation, but we can get justice for whoever it is that was there. And it's yeah. like even they're driving there and they're like, how do you feel about this? Do you like, think this is know. the right thing? And they're like, I don't know. Like, well, I guess we got till we get to Idaho to figure out. Yeah. End credits. And you're like, that's it. That's the movie. Cool. But it was, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it where you're like, it's so dark and it's dealing with so many different topics. But at the end, you're like, yeah. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. That feels, this feels like the right. And, and again, realistic character growth where mm-hmm. like people just don't automatically change like no, this. Uh-uh. And, you know, the idea that, that um, Woody Harrelson's character is going through cancer mm-hmm. and he's well liked by the community. That created an interesting dynamic with her posting the billboards about him. And, and you saw their relationship, too. They both actually really cared about each other. Yeah. And even and even the joke was, you know, he's he writes her a letter, too. And it's just like. Well, I killed myself. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to blame you. So at least I get a little bit of a joke when I leave. That's why I paid for those billboards. Yep. You have to deal with it at least for another month. Yep. Yeah. So, and yeah, it just, the, the way everything was handled was very much like, yeah, sometimes it seems like there's inaction and sometimes there is inaction that's occurring. And sometimes we do need to kind of like give them a little kick, kick, yeah. in, the, kick in the pants. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of happened where it was coinciding with, the end of Woody Harrelson's life because mm-hmm. he has cancer and it's really bad and and even he I mean yeah he to the point where he's the one that pays for an extra month of the billboard he's going yeah I think what you did is you actually put us back on the on the trail and made us rethink the way we were looking about this whole case and yeah um, we're not yeah because I mean there was that one line where he's like if I got rid of all the racist cops or then there'd be there'd be none left and stuff but. That, that even that line, he probably I think there was like a moment of recognition where he's like, yeah, I'm probably doing th- some things wrong. Here. Is it? Yeah, there's there's some things wrong, but we also have to kind of deal with what we have. Which I think even he says in that knows like not saying it's the right thing, but yeah. it's something we just have to kind of figure out and move along. Which yeah, and I, his character was interesting because like he he was a well liked guy, but he was like also like very gruff and like like gross mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know just like cursed a ton and like mm-hmm. even we saw him like with his mm-hmm. wife and stuff like that. You're like, oh, I don't know. About all that, but okay. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I think this has very good chance of winning. A very good chance of winning. Um, I think there's a couple of knocks that I I feel like this is going to end up coming down between Get Out. Get Out, that, and Shape of Water. I don't think think there's some knocks against Shape of Water, and now there's talk that maybe. Maybe it borrowed its story from someplace else and didn't really attribute it. Uh oh. Do you know what it? No. Oh, that's not uh-uh, good. But I read that last week and people are like, oh. So I think that kind of gives it enough of a knock that maybe people who were considering voting for that might not. Yeah. But I, I just think this one, when you kind of look across the board, this has the best best shot of winning. Yeah. Um, this was my number one. And I think and it, it makes sense from, a, from an acting standpoint and a yeah. story standpoint. Because yes, we've never seen something like this. No, uh-uh. But also, we've never seen something like Get Out before either. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. Um, in case anybody wondering, my my nine through one nine was Phantom Thread. Just no <laughs> no chance. Sorry. Eight was the post. It, it, not like it's a bad movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. But yeah, um, Call Me by Your Name at seven. Darkest Hour was six. Shape of Water was five for me. Like I I just didn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't because because Dunkirk put it four. It had that it had that kind of like impact of like. I know what happens because I know history. Yeah. But it felt like I didn't know that. Lady Bird at three, um, Get Out at two, 
uh, or I guess, I mean, honestly, I should call that one B. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, I think just kind of looking at the other awards that have occurred, I'm going to give it to three billboards, but yeah, get out. I would be absolutely ecstatic if it won. Um, which would make it the first horror movie to win since Silence of the Lambs. I'm trying to go here real quick. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. Mine are very similar to yours. Um, I, well, I can't rate Calling By Your Name because I didn't really put it in there, so just disregard that. Sure. But for me, actually, I like the post less. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, he liked he liked Phantom Thread better than he liked the post. But barely. Uh, both, barely. Both pretty pretty weak for me, just from an interesting standpoint. Um, and then six, we have Dunkirk. Okay. Uh, five, Shape of Water. Okay. Again for you. Four, Darkest Hour. So you flip flop Dunkirk and Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, Dunkirk. Yeah, I gave a six because okay. I because I, I liked Darkest Hour more than Dunkirk. Okay. Cool. Just from cool. A, I'm, I have no qualms with that acting standpoint. I don't sure. Know why. Um, three, Lady Bird. Two, three billboards, and then one for me. Get out. Cool. So we'll see how it plays out. We will. I wish they did like a like a you know runners up and like did all of them ranked. Like I know which that would be awesome. Votes. I'm sure they that. have those numbers somewhere. Like which ones got votes <laughs> locked away? In yeah, a, some secret vault. vault they will never know. But that's it, guys. Yeah. Um, this has been let's see, an hour and thirty seven minutes. So once again, but we have to add on like a little bit extra time because we were paused for a while. Just we chilling. were, yeah. yeah. So. Um, Tell us what your uh, what your what your potential nominees are. We are uh, going to be watching them tonight at mm. eight, so it, we'll we'll see what happens. And I'm 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 actually very interested to see like best animated feature. I'm, I'm always yeah. There's a lot of stuff I'm interested to see this year because I feel like and, and I don't know if it's the same for you last year, but like now that you've seen a bunch of these movies, you're like, oh yeah, I can actually make assessments on all these other categories like, too. I saw that person act. I saw that person uh-huh. act. Yeah. Whereas before, uh-huh. a lot of the nominations are like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that <laughs> is. I don't know what that is. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I if you, you we talked about this a little bit, but I do think compared to last year, not there were not good. as a lot of nope. good quality titles, and that, and that's even that that just happens. But what is what is good, and I think this is another reason, and this is bad, but I think this is another reason why I think Get Out has a better chance of winning is because mm-hmm. we had the whole uh, Oscars so white a couple um, years ago, yeah, yeah a couple years uh-huh. ago, and just looking at how diverse and interesting this panel is now i mean you still have a good share of of white male directors but what the movies are about and what they're addressing yeah. is very unique a yeah. lot a lot of them at least yeah. you know mm-hmm. lady bird phantom thread not so much um but shape of water three billboards um obviously by your name. name and get out mm-hmm. i mean that's what four or five out of out Pushing of the, the nine conversation Good so, job, Academy Awards. Yeah, so I think from from a diversity standpoint. But where was the nomination for Baby Driver? Yeah. Tell me that. So all in all, that is the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you did live, Dad, you're going going going. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Going hamsters in the uh, comments there. Um, but remember that Bitcast is a weekly podcast that covers most things video games and pop culture. Zach, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, man, no problem. And um, remember, uh, if you want to go ahead and follow Bitblogist on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, where we'll be posting all this stuff. Uh, most of our live videos go onto Facebook because that's where our biggest audience is. Send topic suggestions or emails if you want to just let us know we're doing a bad job to bitcast at bitbloggist.com. Real bad job. <laughs> but until next time, this has been Bitcast. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about some stuff. <laughs>